Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 23. Dang. I, I honestly <laughs> did not remember what you said last week, so that, that legitimately took me back a little. I never remember what I say last week. I try to, <laughs> I try to say the same thing in the very beginning. But yes, we're still here. We're doing this, and the people who are still doing this are Chris and... Savannah. That's right, your host for... The Today, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you happen Forever. to be watching this, we are here and we are doing this. So yes, thank you very much for joining us on this podcasting musical journey, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's just a podcast, though. <laughs> but yeah, make sure that if you are here and you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button, rate, comment, follow, share, anything you could do to help build that uh, big musical community that we're trying to do. I'm not yes. completely like, you know, fuzzy brained right now. I can speak. But yes, we are trying to build a musical community. We want you to be a part of that, and all of those things can help build that musical community. You want to be a fuzzy brain like us, don't you? You know you do. Don't worry, you get used to it after a while. Once you feel the mold <laughs> growing in your brain, it freaks you out at first, but then afterwards, you're just like, okay, you know what? It's there. Mmm, smells like blue cheese. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like a real peach. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, some of you are already a pillar in this musical community. Thank you very much. That means you've come back for this episode, and it's going to be a good one. And so thank you very much for coming back. Have fun, and it's always great to have you here. But to those of you who have not been here before, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. Have some fun here. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we hope that you check out the other ones as well. And if you're new, that means you don't know what we do here. So each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, be it completely at random, a special anniversary or occasion type thing, or even fan requests. Regardless, we take an album, we discuss it at length, we rank the songs, and then we rate the record. I was going to jump and go, do we rate the record? And then you'd roll your eyes, but you can't do that on a podcast. So. I would literally just restart the Zoom call and be like, hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode 23. <laughs> Here's your host, Chris, moving on. The never-ending episode because you just keep interjecting. Uh, it's a running joke, you'll fire me. I know you never will. Oh, we will see one day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll usually cut you off, pick on you as much as I want. But speaking of that, though, we do have a disclaimer regarding these kinds of things. Yeah, I can pick on Savannah as often as I want, but you can't, though. There's a difference. <laughs> But anyways, yes, there's a disclaimer we like to read uh, regarding, you know, just being cool about things, being on the same page. And even if you disagree or agree with certain opinions, we could still be cool and just have, like, you know, a good discussion about music. Mm -hmm. And the disclaimer is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we write with a grain of salt. There we go. Nice. Uh, I think my I'm getting I'm getting worse at speaking. I do this all the time, and like I can feel my words slightly slurring, and my my lips yeah. kind of tighten, so I can't say things properly. It's the drugs, isn't it? Drugs, age, tired, everything. It just it's all it's, it all just goes downhill and, from here. And we're recording at four in the afternoon. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I I wish it was four in the afternoon, but okay. I mean, it's closer to four in the morning, realistically. But yes. anyway, <laughs> so this week, episode 23, we are looking at the band Living Color and their uh -huh. 1988 album Vivid as chosen by Savannah. Woo. 
And because she chose it, she gets to tell us a little bit about the band and the album. Yay! So, Living Color, and that is spelt in the uh, British or Canadian way with a U, uh, were formed in New York City in 1984. And after taking a break in 1995, they have been together and active since 2000. Vernon Reed on guitar, Will Calhoun on drums, Corey Glover on vocals, and currently playing bass is Doug Wimbish, but on the album we're covering today, Muse Skillings played bass but left in 1992. The album in question, like Chris said, is their debut album, Vivid. It was released on May 3rd, 1988 on Epic Records. It was produced by Ed Stasium and, get this, Mick Jagger. Singles include Middleman, Cult of Personality, Glamour Boys, Open Letter, parentheses, To a Landlord, and Funny Vibe. The album hit number six on the Billboard 200, and Cult of Personality reached number 13 on the Billboard 100, the only one of the singles to break the top 20. It also won Living Color a Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. Vivid has been placed on lists such as the Top 100 Greatest Metal Albums of All Time in 2017 and 100 Best Albums of the 80s only a year after the album was released in 1989. Fair enough. It's like right off that, nearly at the cutoff point right there for like what (laughs) qualifies for this. Yeah, whatever was released in December 1989. (laughs) But yeah, I read about that Mick Jagger note. I didn't know that, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I had no idea. And then I, I guess I did a little bit of brief reading and I guess he was looking for people to play on his second solo album and uh, Vernon Reed ended up playing rhythm guitar in his second solo album. Pretty cool that he had like enough faith in the band to be like, okay, you know what? I'm stepping in the studio with you. Yeah. Because even by the 80s, I mean, Rick McJagger was rock royalty. So, I mean. Yeah, that's wild. As soon as I saw that, I was like, hold on. Like, this isn't just a name dupe, right? So, it's, yeah. it's not the European so, no. Mick Jagger, is it? It's, it's actually Mick Jagger. Actually, they're both European, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the American Mickey Jagger. Yeah. All right. At least we at least we have our Jaggers and Jaggers in order now. We're good. <laughs> Excellent. With that said, and uh, I have a feeling I'm going to have a bunch of fumbles coming up. We can finally get started on the album, Living Excellent. Colors, Vivid. So the very first song on the track list, number one, the the top single, Cult of Personality. And oh my God, it's CM Punk. It has to be said, I cannot hear this song without thinking of him at all. Yeah, to, yeah I mean, mainly to the wrestling fans out there, you'll, you'll know... <laughs> After he changed his Avenged Sevenfold theme, he started using Cult of Personality. And so, yes, now this it's just, like, synonymous with him. Like, it is him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think he even got the band to play it live at, like, a WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. Or there was a pay-per-view where I think he got Living Color to play it. Dang, I definitely did not watch WWE during that time then. I'm I, YouTubing that. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I, I swear I even saw it when it happened. But anyways, cool. we're talking about the song itself, not just CM Punk using it. Uh, so yeah, uh, this overall is just a really cool track. I'll say that right off the top because I mean, how can it not be an awesome track? It just it was composed so well, like a very cool like iconic riff to kind of start off the track and the album as a whole. I mean, in realistically, like this kind of goes for a lot of the songs in here too. Uh, the mixing and production are they're fantastic. The guitar is sharp without being like overbearing or anything. The bass mm-hmm. is pounding and clean and the drums have like an arena filling quality to them 
So, like, yeah, everything's mixed really well. I'm glad you can hear everything properly. Nothing seems, like, too hidden, I guess. Yeah. And it's just cool to have a song where, like, you know, I, I mentioned this, this to you off camera, a, a song where, like, the big hook of the song, which is Cult of Personality. Yeah, that, it's uh, in the, like, at the end of each verse and not even in the chorus. So, I mean, like, yeah, it, 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 it can throw you off because, like, most people expect the hook in the chorus. But with that said, I mean, like, we've heard songs like that before on this show, let alone just in our own personal lives. Yeah. It, but this one's so memorable and catchy. It's, like, it's awesome. So you don't care where it is. It's just there. Yeah. I I actually really like the lyrics. Like, I for old listeners, you know we don't do it. For new ones, we don't do it. Um, but I, I really like the lyrics in this. It's just it's thought-provoking in a way that's presented in a fun way I guess um I at at two minutes 30 the I don't know if it's going into one of the choruses from the bridge maybe but the guitar gets kind of wonky sounding like it's playing off notes or something but it's still incredibly pleasing to hear and I'm, I'm finding that a couple you know couple songs in the whole album where it's just it sounds off but in a right way I don't know. I, I really like it. And I find that the vocals complement this song very well. Yeah, they do. Like, he's he's got a great voice. Like, it's, it's, it's a little nasally, but at the same time, that's not really an issue. Because yeah. saying a voice is nasally is not necessarily, like, saying something bad about the singer. Because there are plenty of great singers out there who are very nasally, but... I, I like how this is a point that I have to drag out, but I'm just saying, though, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, yes, he sounds good. It suits the song. It suits a lot of songs on this album, minus, like, a couple, but whatever. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I, um, I like... Oh, sorry. No, keep, uh, keep going, keep going. Oh, um, I really like the solo. Um, it ends tightly. It doesn't sort of drag into the next part. It just ends, and I like that. It's kind of its own little piece. And uh, I really enjoyed the bass running under the main lift or under the main riff. My mouth works. So. <laughs> At least you didn't say yiff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the main riff. I like it. It was good. Um, one part that you mentioned, I think it was around like uh, like a, a kind of a bridge between the the verse and the chorus and everything like that. I mm -hmm. did mention. I talked about that too. Uh, it, it has a, like a. It's a lot of fun. Has a, kind of a like a smoother flow. Uh, to it, not that part, but the chorus does. But like yeah. the bridge between that, so yeah, like I, I kind of like the run of it. I was trying to like count out the notes properly to see if it was like triplets or whatever, but I don't know. My brain okay, couldn't then handle it. So that's definitely the part then. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a lot of like, a lot of ascending and descending, just kind of like scales and everything like that. I thought that yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, the chorus has a very super smooth flow to it. I love it. It's a great contrast to the rest of the track. And, uh, yeah, the first guitar solo was fine, but I think the second guitar solo to me uh, felt, like, a little too over the top, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It just it really let loose and uh, the second time it came around, as yeah. especially compared to the rest of the track, which, as energetic as it is, this one's, like, your friend who shows up on his fifth Red Bull to a party when everyone <laughs> is just starting to drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like to me. So, so that must be the glam metal part coming out in yeah. their music because, I mean, that's definitely, like, super 80s of it to do. Yeah. Yeah, that that was going to be my only uh, only comment is, well, it was 1988. <laughs> yeah, tail end. So you've already had all these other bands, like, just doing these 80 shredding solos that you just heard for the entire decade. Yeah. Cap it yeah. off with this. <laughs> yeah. 
there's not much I hate about this song. No, it's fantastic, memorable. I love it. Yep. So let's see what we think about the rest of the album then. So song number two, I Want to Know. Um, it's obviously a bit of a calm down from the last track. I mean, it's still got its own energy about it. Uh, it still carries itself pretty well. Uh, I, I feel without the bass, because the bass, I think, carried this song a lot. This track might run a little too typical of, like, 80s kind of, like, hard rock or metal. Yeah. Like, there wasn't much else that was exciting except for the bass line itself. So, I mean, points to that. And you'll probably hear me say that plenty of times in this review. I I did enjoy, I, I think it was, like, some <clears throat> bass plucking or slapping that kind of came through here and there. I did like that, but I think it's just because I wasn't sure if I was going to get more. So it's like you got to take in what you can get when you get it, right? Yeah. But a couple notes sort of um, run off of, of yours where it's just it sounds very of its time. It's fairly poppy and sort of a, I guess, a little weaker than Cult of Personality, maybe just in style-wise. Um, but it's definitely danceable. Don't care what anyone says. I could dance to it, but... After hearing your comments, I'm like, yeah, you could probably dance to it, too. Yeah, I like how this essentially comes down to a love song, and the last one was very, like, political and philosophical. Yeah. Just like, wow, what a contrast in lyrics. Oh, yeah. There, there's uh, there's two songs at the end of the album that make me feel that way. I'm like, the hell are we listening to? We will get there this, in good time. Is this time. a compilation? Um, but I do think the sh- song could have been shorter. Yeah, a little bit. Like, most songs, I think, ran on average around, like, four and a half-ish minutes, I think. Yeah. Like, on average again. Yeah, unfortunately, with this one, there wasn't a lot that was catching my attention this time around. Um, They can't all be hits, obviously, so, I mean, it's not so bad that you're going to have a song like this on the album. Yeah. Um, This one had another one of those, like, 80 shredding solos in it, too. Uh, But, you know what? It actually felt better in this one. Because it wasn't trying to match any other energy. It was just kind of its own thing going through. So, I mean, props yeah. to that, I guess. Uh, and that's kind of all I really got for it. Because, again, there just wasn't much for me to grab onto this time around. Uh, I I got that the solo sounds very intense in comparison to the rest of the song, which was totally okay. Yeah. And the, the song could have been shorter comment. I definitely added that to I would have liked it to end after the solo. Just the solo and then... Like a fade out during the solo type thing? Uh, Either that or just, you know, uh, I can't even imagine how it would sound, but maybe, you know, four beats after the solo ends. Yeah, the solo has this wailing note, the drums hit their final cymbal crash and everything like that, and then everything just kind of draws out from there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Alrighty then, we can move on to track number three, Middle Man. What do you got for this one? Uh, so this sounded pretty funky from the get-go. I was very optimistic. Um, <laughs> three songs in, and I can he- I can tell that they have a sound. Whether whether they're tackling, you know, the funk stuff or anything else coming up, you can still tell that it's them. So I mean that that could be good that they have you know their own thing. Um, but it somewhat wears a little thin. Um, I do really like the guitar, and it seems to know its place and doesn't interfere much. It's not very showboaty. It just sort of, you know, you call him over, he does a solo, and then he backs away. He's not like, no, 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 I need more. I need more. I need more time. So that's nice. Um, 
but uh, I don't know why I felt like this song was longer than it actually was. It just felt long. I I kind of felt that on certain songs, and there's one song that was actually shorter, but it felt really long. But again, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say it now. Like I, I feel like the first half of this album is side A for a reason, and side B is side B for a reason. Yeah. I'll just leave that there until we get there, because... Yeah, a lot of these songs, uh, front end songs, are fantastic. But yeah, this this one too. Like, I do like the chugging style of guitar that started off the track. Uh, that was really cool. I like how it creates like um, there's like this off sounding harmony kind of going through the whole thing, mm-hmm. with, like as compared to the key of the song. And it's always interesting to hear that when it's pulled off well. So I, I kind of really appreciate that when it happens. Some bands can do it. Some bands can't. This one can. Yeah. Uh, the progression of the song is fairly repetitive but it is a fun composition so I didn't really dox points for that like I was having fun throughout yeah um the bass has some solid moments in this track once again as I said the bass is probably going to come up a handful of times in this album like there was just it was the riffs weren't that like complex or anything but there was these really great fills that were kind of coming in through like certain portions of the song so that really stood out to me yeah and yeah uh just a solid funk rock track all around. Funk rock, funk metal. I, I think it was more probably of the metal portion, but still, solid track. I I guess the only, or last point I have, um, I wasn't really a fan of the vocal melody. That is definitely not going to be the only time that I mention that. Um, just sometimes it just seems, I don't know, like I'm trying to follow it and it doesn't go where I expect it to. So I guess maybe that's a good thing, but personally, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> that was it. Ah. Fair. The, I, I think I know what song coming up you might think that of, and actually, if it is, then I have some positive notes about it, because I actually yeah. kind of dig it, but one, I keep saying it all show. We'll get there when we get there. I, like, right. I'm just trying to like jump ahead. Like Let's just end the episode <laughs> now, whatever. Yeah, that, that's it. Let's we'll post, post the rankings Instagram. on Facebook or <laughs> Instagram, and just that'll be it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are we are just a bunch of desperate people. Hmm. Yep. You yeah, we are. Into it. You I don't know if I did or not. You just like you you saw an advantage and you took it, but like I didn't really see that coming at all. Uh, well, that's perfect then. I suppose. But yeah, song number four, desperate people. <laughs> we are here now. <laughs> um. Right at the beginning of the song goes like this, like super fast parts, just like really fast sca- uh, scales and snare drums. Uh, really get the track started and moving like instantly, which is nice. Um, there's a lot to note in how great the instrumentals are leading into the very Led Zeppelin sounding verse of the song. Yeah, there's something about the verse that just completely feels like a Led Zeppelin track to me in its style of composition. And I'm pretty sure if there's Zeppelin fans out there, then they can probably understand. Um, the chorus doesn't play out too different from the verse, which kind of bothered me a little bit. Uh, yeah. The short riffs with long pauses while, like, you know, the drums and vocals do their thing. It sounds fine, I guess, but, like, just not too much going on to, like, differentiate the two, I guess. Yeah. So it's hard to say anything much more about that particular portion of the song, I guess. Uh, <laughs> first line, ooh, I like this beat. Um, the double bass makes it so much more intense and I really enjoyed when that came in. Um, the bass during the solo to me, it felt like it could be chest rattling if I'm watching them live, like clearly not through headphones, but I, I could feel it. 
And I honestly, I'm not sure what to say other than good solo. I like the solo. So it's like, I liked the solo. Um, I am impressed with the vocal range, but I kind of want to hear more of it. Because in this song, you kind of hear the, I guess, quote, regular singing. And then he goes really high. But I just want to hear something that gets him up to the high notes. I just don't want to hear, you know, something operatic and then just go back to what I'm normally listening to. I guess he can only do most, so much in one song without like oh, yeah. having to like push too hard or anything like yeah. that. Unlike certain singers we've had on the show before where it's just like, how are they doing this? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of, uh, kind of tincture did you drink? Um, but, uh, okay. So the guitars, they remind me of something else. And I have spent so much time trying to figure it out. And as of me talking to you right now, I still have no idea what the song reminds me of. But I kept playing it over and over. And I'm like, it's just, there's something I've heard before, but I cannot, e- I can't even put a, a handprint on it. Yeah. I have no idea. And I know it's not this song going, oh, I heard this before, because I have it. Well, that, and that's what I mentioned earlier, too. Like, it has a very Led Zeppelin yeah. sound and feel to it. So maybe you heard it in a Zeppelin song, because I mean, like, there are some pretty popular Zeppelin songs yeah. that I'm terrible with the names of Zeppelin songs. So, so uh, something about mountains, da 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 mountain. I, no <laughs> I only listen to Led Zeppelin if it's on the radio. And so. this song, that this song I'm thinking of yeah. is on the radio. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll okay. probably have to find the the name and send it to you or something like that. But yeah, it, it might sound familiar just from that alone. Yeah. Because I mean, maybe. if it gave me that vibrated way, then like chances are it gave other people the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, that that killed me the entire time. And my last note was I will grade this song solely on how damn catchy the music is. I like the music. The music was good. Alrighty then. That means uh, you can expect a high <laughs> score confirmed already. Way too early to confirm shit. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think the I thought the bridge was in the middle was uh, great as well. Uh, that riding bass, doing some octave harmonies with the pop slap, I think that's what you were talking about too. Yeah, yeah that sounded yeah. really cool. I like how it did that. Adds a great flow to the entire moment of the track. And there's also a key change in the bridge as well, like from what the rest of the song is. So I thought that was great. It adds a lot of character. So yeah, there's there is a lot of positive to say about this track. Um, still not probably like my favorite on the list, but at the same time, it was enjoyable enough. Yeah. I think for the vast majority of this album, uh, I liked most songs, but then there were just a few where I was like, no, these are the ones that, I could, that the album can do without. <laughs> You're like, cut it, cut it, remaster, cut it out. Uh, may uh, I think I've already made the joke before that maybe I'll do it one day as a producer. I'll just go into the studio, give me the masters. <laughs> and then my, I get arrested. My name, my name is Chris and I demand masters. <laughs> Uh, security, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, and it, because of the, uh, all, because of all the cancel culture out there, people are probably going to say that it was like a hate crime that I'm doing this. It's like, oh, it's not a God. hate crime. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining the movie Airheads. <laughs> That's all. I don't believe I've seen that. I know the oh, candy. Really? I just don't know the uh, the movie. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah, they, uh, the band is Lone Rangers, and the hmm. whole joke is that there's three of them <clears> in the band. Oh. 
I don't get it. Because <laughs> it's Lone Ranger. He's alone, but there's three people in the band. Oh, okay, okay. Now I get yeah. it. You see, yeah. this is what yeah. happens when we record really late at night. Yeah, you need to watch the movie. My brain parts like the Red Sea. And I mean, like, <laughs> that's it. Two hemispheres, literally hemispheres away from each other. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, we can actually move on now. Number yes. five, open letter to a landlord. And I... I, I Maybe I didn't pay enough attention to the lyrics, but it seems like it'd be very, uh, very uh, timely song to be hearing these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doodle do. It definitely sounds like, uh, hey, don't kick us out, don't gentrify, all this, you know, stuff like that. Which, yeah, definitely timely for the last what five years to a decade. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even like a. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I I lived with my friend for for a, a few years in an apartment, and uh, I moved out around 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then, it was starting. Like, I mean, people who were leaving their apartments like around us, those apartments were getting renovated and then going for like five hundred dollars more or something like that than yeah. we were doing. That that happened to me earlier this year. I left my one bedroom that I lived in for four years, and as soon as I left, <clears throat> they raised the rent um, four hundred dollars. And I bet you a billion dollars they did no renovations. <laughs> Especially if they let it sell that quickly. Probably not. Yeah. Or not sell, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Just wild. Just wild. So with this track, open letter, parentheses to a landlord, uh, it has a really pretty soulful start to the song. Uh, I thought there was great vocal work. Uh, there's some nice quiet harmonies behind the vocals as well. So... But psych, this isn't a ballad, as you thought it might be. Because <laughs> I actually thought it was going to be, because, I mean, it, it was going that way. Yeah. Um, it's cool that the, the the vocals and bass kind of really ch- take charge in the verses of the song. I thought that was really cool. Everything plays really well with each other that way. And, that like, it's a kind of a quicker-paced uh, verse, but then it goes into this, like, halftime-feeling chorus, which is refreshing because it adds some good emotion to the track. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, there's... um. The, the solo and bridge portion in the middle, it works really well. Uh, it rides a lot on just one note kind of just going on for a while with like certain like, you know, quarter, half notes or the, or eighth notes or whatever. Um, but because it's done sparingly through this album, I actually really appreciate it. Um, and there's also like a lot of um, great fills again with the bass that kind of go with it. So mm-hmm. just a lot, a lot more points for that because I really like when stuff like that happens. Uh, and the solo is able to carry itself with going without going uh, 80s shredding solo crazy. So <laughs> it's just a great funky moment in the album. I like it. Um, so like you said about uh, the lyrics, like I do appreciate the lyrical content. I was sort of paying attention to the lyrics and I definitely like I think that's something that is always going to be an issue. So, you know, it's uh keeping up with the times now i did like the guitar and drums sort of i don't i am fucking terrible at describing anything and i have no idea why i'm here half the time but you made a history of doing it so far so now you must honor that history (laughs) um so both at about three minutes before the solo like the guitar and the drums were just sort of they're like jabbing together i don't i don't fucking know how to describe it i don't know notes or anything but whatever that was i liked it it was nice um and at the end of the song i really liked the trains sort of ending the song because it it to me it kind of felt like i was 
leaving that area that they were talking about. So it kind of like during the song, it's like descriptive enough that I can envision it. And then at the end is like, okay, you know, I'm leaving now, or it's sort of the vibe of what they were talking about. So I, I think that that added to it and uh, didn't detract at all, which is nice. Um, it, <laughs> it definitely sounds early nineties, late eighties. It, really it did not miss the mark with when they were recording or playing it but by about four and a half minutes i kind of just wanted it to end yeah there was a few times like that on the album although i don't know i guess overall the times didn't really bother me too much so i don't know whenever i check how long i have in a song that's when i'm like i should probably make note of this because i'm just like is this over yet (laughs) come on but good song i just wish they would have cut out a minute and you know, condensed it a little. Yeah, and I also thought it was an interesting way to end the track, Not uh, aside from the, the train sounds, I guess. Yeah, I guess it puts in the whole neighborhood feeling, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But just, like, everything happening with all the instruments, like, it suddenly just picks up and there's so much going on. It's kind of like you're filling out all the possible sound space there could possibly be, just, like, yeah. in every direction. So I thought that was pretty neat. Interesting way to end the song. But, yeah, uh Decent track overall. I enjoyed it. And again, especially that middle portion. I think we're talking about the same thing, if anything. Yeah. But yeah, good song. Like it. Yeah. I, I have nothing else, unfortunately, other than thumbs up. Well, it's fine because now we're walking into the halfway portion of this album. Number six, a funny vibe. Another okay. one of the singles. Okay. So <clears throat> I, <laughs> um, I'm just going to read a couple of my notes just verbatim because... As you know, I do write them as I'm listening to the song. Um, I can dance to this one, too, I'm sure. What the fuck happened? This is awesome. So funky, and I'm really jamming to it. Then I hear, no, I'm not going to beat you. Cool. No, I'm not going to rape you. Okay, what are we talking about? I was I was jamming to the music till I heard that. I was like, okay, maybe I should pay attention to this. Restarted the song and kept going. I was like, holy shit. Um Definitely got to the point with the uh, the lyrics, no analogies, no, no, it's just straight up in your face, which I actually kind of appreciate where I don't have to figure out what they're talking about. They're just like, this is what it's about. That's it. Yeah, I, I feel like that has, it's definitely going to be a race thing only because, oh, yeah. yeah, because, you know, the whole fear of black America thing, especially in the 80s. So, I mean, oh, like, yeah. these are guys just saying like, no, we're not going to do this shit to you. We're not just, we're, we're not like animals. We're not these thugs that you think that we are. Yeah, yeah. That's why as soon as I heard that, I was like, I should probably pay attention to the meaning of this song and restart it. (laughs) Yeah, songs like this can be very important lyrically. And that's why I feel this guilt sometimes that we don't actually do lyrical analysis, because songs like this would probably require it. Yeah. But But then some some other bands would be like, are they on drugs? Yeah, that too. (laughs) But at the very least, the song is still good, like instrumentally, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like I, I like the fast, lively pace at the beginning of the track. It comes back periodically, but it's just strange. Uh, it's, it's a strange feeling song all around, <laughs> realistically. It kind of yeah. touches into a lot of stuff. I do like how funky it is. Um, <sighs> definitely has that like funk rap, you know, the Chili Peppers vibe. That Anthony Kiedis, don't steal my style. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Although they do it way better, though. 
Um, uh, this track has a lot of experimental moments in it. Obviously, there's a lot going on. Uh, really does a lot to, to combine many styles into one. Um, I'm back and forth on whether or not it's a case of too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not a bad song, though. It's just like sometimes I feel like there's there's too many different things happening. Mm-hmm. It just keeps changing up as if it's like a splice of like so many different ideas that they had. Yeah. Um, a charcuterie board. If you yeah. Can. But I think towards the end, it started to grow on me a little more because I think I started to like how it couldn't just settle on one thing. Yeah. Uh, It kept it kind of fresh and exciting. So I don't know. Maybe uh, that is me leaning more towards, okay, I like that it's – maybe it's not too many cooks in the kitchen. Maybe it's just the right amount. Yeah. It's a big dinner party, so we're going to need a good handful of cooks. See, (laughs) I feel like a, a decent song can change your mind just in the course of the song. Yeah, and this one wasn't too long either, I don't think. If I actually no, you know what, I don't remember. So 420. <laughs> blaze it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, bud. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Is that where I am right now? Yes. Uh, this is this is going very well. I'm not sleepy, don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, overall turned out to be a decent track. Liked it. Uh, I give it a decent decent enough score. That'll show later. Fun, funky vibe, funny vibe. That's it. Um, I actually like the spoken word part before the solo because I felt that it connected the part before it, whether that the verse or chorus, I don't quite remember, um, into the uh, the solo. And I, I always like when there's something that'll kind of bridge it instead of just sort of a, a hard start of something else. So that was cool. Um, speaking of a hard start, I didn't like that fake ending. Or that false ending. I hate Yeah, it kind of fades out and then boom, and then back. Back in. So when it came back in, I was like, I recognize this. Had to check to see if I was still listening to the same song or if it restarted. I'm like, I hated that. Because if it faded out and faded in, it would make more sense. But the jump back in, it was unsettling. Maybe it was supposed to be. Definitely was. Yeah, it's kind of weird when some bands do that. It's like, oh, psych, you thought we were done. Yeah. It's kind of like the first time you listen to Helter Skelter or something like that, and it like has like two or three fake outs, and it's just like oh just end the song, and then fucking I think it was George or something. I got blisters on these fingers or whatever. That's the Beatles anyway. <laughs> I only think of um, uh, I love it loud by Kiss because uh, they'll fade it up or fade out and then fade back in. But I've seen them play it live so often that I know Gene's up on the rafter and he ain't coming down for that false ending. So I know the song's going to continue. Can't lie to me, guys. Can't say I'm a very big Kiss fan at all. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i listen to them on occasion. Just the loudest. You stuff. saw them live. Yeah, but Motley Crue opened for them. You, I don't like them either. I've also seen the Moffats live, so I don't know what that says. God, I think I'd rather see the Moffats. Oh, God. Misery. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. What I feel. Oh, we're going to get copyright we're strike because I'm too perfect. Mo- we're doing a Moffat sound or a song. As long as album. it's the, the album with either Misery or that my heart goes bang, 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 bang boom. boom. Yeah, do, that do, one. Do. When they got just a little older, started growing facial hair, they were special. <laughs> little, little Sven still had a huge crush on them. <sighs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, like, it's. Did you ever have a crush on one of, like, the Hanson brothers? Uh, yeah. I always thought, I always thought Isaac was too old. Probably Older like brother. Two, probably like two years older than me or Zach, Zach was way too young. And yeah. it, uh, Taylor was the, the middle Michael Jackson wannabe perfect Hanson brother. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, good times. Pop 90s. Yeah. 
terrible. You know what? I want to make a uh, a lead into the next song and be like, oh, memories, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm just far too embarrassed now to even say anything. So let's move on. Well, we had to discuss them because memories can't wait. <laughs> there you go. I did it. I, I handed it to you. Yes, on a silver actual platter. <laughs> this one here. Anyways, number seven. Yes, we are there. Lucky seven. Memories can't wait. Uh, I like how the track flows. But then, like, once it hits what I assume is the course around, like, the 40-second mark, Mm -hmm. that gets really neat to me. I really like that. Uh, There's these almost, like, demented-sounding ascending riffs on the guitar. I like how everything sounds off of each other. It just, it works really well. I don't know. I enjoy it. This this album has moments like that, too, that I think we've already discussed that, again, they just do these types of weird things really well um there's a harmonizing in the vocals uh that i think is really cool it's like an octave harmony type thing or i think there's also different ones i can't remember off the top of my head regardless i liked it enough to make a note about it uh there's a clean break in the middle too which is such a curious choice to insert considering what the song was already doing at that point it was kind of like kooky a little heavier uh funky as well but I like it because the song this song has already thrown a, a handful of left turns and also previous tracks have as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it didn't bother me too much. I was like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm listening. You already sold me on the weird stuff, so let's do it. Yeah, give me more of it. Yeah. Um, in the chorus, when the guitar ends the line with, I fucking can't even, it just ends with boop-de-boop. Sounds like that Kanye West that, song. Or boop-dee-boop-ba-doo. Boop-ba-doo, that's it. Scoop-dee-boop-dee-woop. So, anyways, it, the guitar ends um, each chorus line, and I really enjoyed that. I don't know if it's just, like, the tone or what it is, but it was just incredibly pleasing to my ears. Uh, it was cool. Um, at two 2.35, the acoustic, I put a heavy question mark next to that, um, behind the uh, memories can't wait, memories can't wait. It reminds me of Nirvana's Heart Shape Box, and I don't know if it's just the like note progression or t- there's something about it that that's all I hear in that. But it might no, be tonal, yeah. No complaints. That was cool. Um, <clears throat> so what was oh, there was one more thing. Oh, this song's a cover song. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a Talking Heads song that I didn't know when I was listening to it. I only found it afterwards. <laughs> oh, did you have so, to like look it up or something like that? Um, I, when I was just looking at the uh, the personnel and who was writing each song and stuff, yeah. It oh, you saw like was, Burns or something like that? Yeah, it said it was a cover, so that was pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't I, have known. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't listen to them, unfortunately. But I do like the vocals in this. Um, I don't know if it's like a lower key or a lower register or something, but... It sounds different than how he was singing at the first half of the album, and I I noticed and I liked it. I miss the days when a band can cover another band and not have to go through a bunch of legalities about it. You, you just mm-hmm. it's kind of like paying homage and you just do it freely. But no, now there's like paperwork and money involved. It's like a song released in 1942, 1942 again, 1943, 1943 four more times. <laughs> I mean, like even me as a musician, I've done cover songs and I've released them. But the problem is releasing them, I had to uh, pay some money to do it. So that sucks. Ooh. But yeah, whatever. I just wanted to get that note out there because I miss when we could actually do that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah um, 
it was a really interesting kind of twisted way to end the song as well. There's like these heavily affected guitars that are like kind of swelling in. And like then there's, there's these arpeggiated guitars uh, behind that kind of panning through the headphones and everything. So mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. It's very disorienting, though, but I do like it. Um, they've, you know, they've taken a lot of chances in this album already. So, I mean, yeah. like in the, it, more or less these chances have paid off. So I'm already sold on the idea of experimenting, as mentioned earlier. So, cool. Let's do it. Yep. That was it for me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so we'll move on to song number eight, Broken Hearts. And my, no- my first note actually ties in right with that other one. Again, with trying new things and experimenting, hello, harmonica, and tropical feeling flow to the start off of this song. Oh, yeah? That's what I got. Like the the guitars felt either like countryish or tropical, either or. But yeah. like there was there was this harmonica that kept coming in at s- very short points in the song, and just like what a weird introduction of that instrument. Hello. Yeah, I just, first line for mine was it's like a ballad, but not. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of had that vibe, but not really. I Halfway guess. there, living on a prayer. Yes, it is. Oh, oh lord. <laughs> Oops. Now, I I find that. All of these songs, they carry a consistent beat. And even the things that I'm not too fond of in the song, they're they're not too bad just because it's like, I don't know, it maybe the uh the steady beat through the chorus, then the verse, and it's just sort of it holds my hand and walks me along. Yeah, I don't they don't lose me too many times. And when they do, it just reaches out and grabs me again and I'm I'm fine with it. So yeah, I like yeah. I enjoy that. Um I, now, I don't know if it's a very small delay on the guitar uh, during the solo, but for the first half of the solo, it sounds like there's a small delay and then the pedals kicked off and then the solo finishes just like cleanly. I like that. I liked how it was different. It wasn't one way the whole time. That was cool. And I always like the sound of a delay pedal. So I'm down for that. Especially depending on the uh, the settings you have the delay on. Yeah. Uh, to all the music nerds out there, my favorite setting on delay pedal is a dotted eighth note. I think those are pretty cool. But anyways, we're not going to talk about that because that's uh, gear talk there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's English. Um, Might be. And I don't know if it's like a steel guitar or something embellishing the verses, but I could briefly hear it in the background sort of underneath so many other layers, but... The fact it was there, I'm like, ooh, what is that? That's cool. I like that. So maybe maybe it's kind of like uh, maybe we're onto something with the tropical vibes and steel steel guitar. Tropical or country? Because actually, my yeah. second note is: is this what country funk sounds like? <laughs> oh my god! If that's a thing, I gotta write that shit down. Gotta just like go on Google or something. Country funk, and yeah. just hopefully somewhere you'll find like a song that's exactly that. Oh hell yeah! New Brooks and Dunn album, just country funk. <laughs> That's it. New review. Oh, boy. Not again. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. But <laughs> anyway, um, this song had a bass solo in it. It wasn't hey. just a bass being cool in the background. It actually had a momentary solo, and I thought that was great. What a welcomed addition. Nice. Uh, it was nice. It's just too bad it didn't last a little longer because it's like, oh, you get like 10 seconds of airtime? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every time you go to a concert, and you get a drum solo, guitar solo, and then the singer comes back. You're like, what the fuck? Hello. Hey, depending on the uh, the concert you go to, sometimes those solos go on quite long. I have seen Rush, yes. Yes, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are like some good moments throughout this track and everything, but 
this song does kind of feel like a cool off point, I would think, mm-hmm. especially because, again, that ballady type feel to it. So there wasn't really many huge standout moments. Still decent enough, though, but yeah, I don't know. This is one of those ones that kind of like fell a little lower for me. Yeah. Uh, it didn't stick out to me as something I would <clears throat> want to listen to again. Um, the end felt like no resolution. Like, I, I hate when songs sort of they don't hit that fourth like quarter note. They like hit the third and then the song ends. So it feels like I took a deep breath and I can't exhale. There's no like settling or it's like when you, when you park a car, I always expect to kind of settle in my seat. And when I don't, I'm like, something feels unresolved here. So that was weird. Yeah. They leave you hanging with that tension. Yeah. And I'm like, I always think that it's purposeful but then I still don't like it. <laughs> I still there are times. There are times when it it feels really good when it happens. I mean, maybe not because if it creates a lot of tension, and if it happens to be like an anxiety-inducing song or just like one of those like negative feeling type songs, yeah. and then it leaves you on like the suspended type co- like dissonant chord, and it doesn't com- like round it up yeah you feel like really awkward about it when the song ends but maybe that's what they wanted you to feel so you walked right into their trap yeah and then i'm a sucker although this song wasn't quite like that so it's a bit different i mean there are heavier darker songs i've heard do that i'm just like yeah now i I feel even sadder than i did when i started the song in the first place yeah yeah Alrighty then we will move on to song number nine glamour boys not to be confused with Glamour Boy by the guess who, I immediately started singing that, by the way. When, oh, yeah. when I saw the title, it was like, Glamour Boy. <laughs> don't know that song. Of course you don't. Every song or band I bring up, you're just like, okay. <laughs> well, that's just things that I have to learn. That's all. That's why I pick ridiculous albums for this show, so that I can learn things I've never heard before. Suppose, and I don't know if, I, I feel like the guess who is going to have to be requested rather than me choosing it, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They're not awful. But anyways, yes, number five, Glamour Boys. Um, probably the most upbeat track on the oh. entire album. The like, fuck? It, it, I already meant, said earlier, like, oh, it's cool. They've been trying new things left, right, and center all over this goddamn album. This one actually felt strange, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's not awful. This felt like a funky new wave type track. I don't know. Like, that's kind of what it came off as to me. Like, it felt like earlier NXS type stuff. Yeah. Um, I got fairly bored of the song about halfway through. Okay, so this song is like three minutes and 40 seconds. I, I made a note of that. I didn't even write it down, but I remember. I got bored about halfway through, yeah. though it had already been longer than I thought it was. I thought we were already around the three-minute mark, but it's like, no, you're like at minute 20. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. God damn it. Uh Probably the least inspired track on the album. Uh, kind of killed the vibe of it a little bit, but maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being too picky. Okay, so I don't have much, so run on sentence here. Um, first note, uh, okay. <laughs> now, I feel conflicted because this sounds so beachy and has like a familiar sound to it, which is cool. Um, I can definitely, well, it might be, you know, the new wave sort of 80s, early 80s stuff that's peeking through at me because I love that stuff. So, <laughs> Um, the, the poppy sound of this made it feel kind of weird that it was on the same letter as, um, funny vibe and open letter where they're so, 
direct and sort of meaningful, I guess, um, where this one is just, it seems very, I don't know, feels very polished and very shiny. And it, if I think about it, I imagine the music video to this just being uh, a voice dubbed Beach Boys Kokomo. <laughs> and that's it. Um, that being said, I would probably listen to it again. <laughs> hey, if, I mean, if you like that new wave type aspect yeah. of it, then I don't blame you, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what I pick out of this. And I'm like, I, I can get into this, uh, this dancey stuff. But thinking about what album it is and in context of the band and album, I'm like, this seems odd, very odd. Yeah, especially coming yeah, this far into the album. If this was earlier, I would have been like, oh, there's probably, probably going to be more stuff like this on the album. So at least it would have kind of given some sort of expectation. But yeah, I don't know. I, I tried not to bully it too much only because I said earlier, like, oh, I like that it's doing weird things. So, I mean, yeah. I didn't want to suddenly go back on my word too much. Fair enough. I'm not a hypocrite, damn it. Cut, <laughs> cut to several clips of me being a hypocrite. <laughs> okay i am a self-admitted hypocrite as well so i i I can't wait until i was thinking about this earlier kind of on the note of being a hypocrite i can't wait until we have a viewership so big that they kind of do clip shows for us on this podcast but i i really want one of like things done out of context (laughs) five five (laughs) minutes of chris talking about blank and you're not actually talking about it you're just talking about other things yeah it's supposed to be talking about this song but then i start talking about X, Y, Z, I don't know, anything. <laughs> Beefaroni sucks. And anyway, song number 13, like, <laughs> it's like, why did he even say that? Oh, God. Don't you me. know what? If anybody is listening to this from the far future and that is where we're at, please do that. Please. please we, we are too lazy ourselves. Please do that. I'd love it's, to see it's already it. it's already hard enough. Like I I did the best of that we had uh, about a month or so back, and like that took a while to do. So if any yeah. of the, if anyone ever actually did a clip show, holy shit! I like you, you will get yeah. praise for that. Trust me, it's, yeah. it's a lot of work. And a ten dollar American bill from Savannah, not me. I'm not paying anybody. Yes, I will give you a ten dollar American bill. Confirmed, and they will hold you to yeah. it. But I am not American, so I do not know if it is legal tender. You will just receive one and figure it out for yourself. I mean, there's you, there's places in the malls and stuff where you can exchange American for Canadian. No Shh, big deal. I'm going to get a forgery. Shh. You should have said something before anyway. Let's move on. All right. All right. Savannah can do illegal stuff on her own time. Anyway, song number 10, song quotation marks. What's your favorite color? In in the last song, you had a note that was like, uh, okay. First note in the song. I mean, okay. <laughs> I Okay, I literally have uh, four, four <laughs> sentences. Okay. Uh, now, I am a sucker for songs about the band itself. I don't know why. I just feel it's it's incredibly meta and I like it. I couldn't tell you why. How many other bands do that? I know I've heard of a couple, but absolutely none come to my mind now that you have asked. Um, I did almost break my neck jamming out to this, but it went on far too long. It was far too repetitive. There was, it's just, it's too much. Didn't like it. Also, one gripe with this song. Why did they spell the words favorite and color without a U, but for glamour boys, they put a U. Maybe they just want to mix it up a little bit to keep you on your toes. 
For people well, like it, you to notice. Well, it did, and my toes are broken. Supposing so. That is all. I, I, I adore that you call this song just too long, considering it's a minute and 41 seconds. No, it's three minutes 55. What's your favorite cover? Isn't it? No. Oh. I don't think oh, well. it is. I wrote it down wrong then. I, th- I think that might be the next track. I don't know. Regardless, I mean, yeah. I said this was a funky little track. Fact check. But, uh... But what was the what was the need to put this on the album realistically? I know you like songs about the band. Like, what are they? It the should monkeys? have start. It should have started then. Yeah, there you go. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. But you could always put that at the beginning of an album because by the time you're at the end, you have forgotten that that even existed. If this was at the beginning of the album, I would have gone in so hesitantly. Like, Cult of Personality <laughs> would have picked it back up, but at the same time, it's just like. God, why did you do that? To start, is, uh, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not particularly too big on that. Or the monkeys, by the way. What's your favorite <laughs> color? Three minutes, fifty-five seconds. Is it? It is. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, far too long and far too well, repetitive. What, what song did I listen to that was like a minute and whatever odd uh, seconds? I don't know. There was a uh, like, I don't know, not a bonus version, but because I. Oh, now I'm wondering if I listen to the uh, the proper uh, version of the song. Uh, we can edit this out. It's fine. Get the editor to do that. Yeah, me. Get on it, asshole. <laughs> Were you listening to this album? Yes. Because I know that I didn't like this song. Maybe it just flew by way too quickly in my head. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're just repeating the same thing, you could always tune in to the end of the song and think that you're listening to it the first time. Or like the first stanza song. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Regardless, though, this this song just d- didn't do it for me. Like, yeah. I especially like how in parentheses, like for some descriptions of the song, it said parentheses theme song. And it's just like theme to what? Obviously to the band, but it's it's still frustrating. Like to a TV show, to a movie. Like, what the hell are we talking about here? Yeah. I feel like this was the demo that should have stayed a demo. Yeah. This this was like their their record company pitch that wasn't meant to be on an album, but then the producer's like, oh, they forgot to put this track on, so then they sent it with the masters and that was it. And then they look at the back of this, the, uh, the record and they're like, well, <laughs> we don't have the money to re, uh, reprint these, so guess this is where we're at. But also lyrically, too, when they ask, like, what's your favorite color? And then they respond with living color. It's just like, that's not an answer. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I get what you're doing. I still hate it. (laughs) It's so cheesy. And I love when they say the band name in the thing, like in the song. And it's not just in part of the verse or the chorus. It's like the song. I it kills me. But it just took too long. If Trent Reznor ever writes a song called Nine Inch Nails, I might not be a fan anymore. Yeah, but all it would be is just like nails scratching on something. And, and then every once in a while, he just, gr- he just kind of growls in the microphone, Trent! <laughs> 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 he tries to make his own mechanical sound effects and that's it. He's like, my name sounds like a machine. Ha <laughs> ha, funny. <laughs> Anyways, I'm 50-something. <laughs> I, I'm so, sorry, when you said that, all I pictured was like a car-eating dinosaur at uh, at the monster truck rally. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more of a Simpsons thing. No, that's real, but I think a Truckasaurus might be Simpsons, regardless. Uh, yeah, that's what I picture. Okay, we can go on uh, to... yes. Speaking of uh, going to monster truck rallies, that gets me asking, which <laughs> way to America? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. 
Yeah, because they, they love that shit. They eat it right up just like Truckosaurus. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's two on one. I got it. I love how organic this is becoming. All right. The final song, Which Way to America? They actually ended on a real song. If, if What's Your Favorite Color ended the album, I might actually be angry. <laughs> I'm so glad that they didn't. How They're like, you. ah, psych, here's another, here's another one. Yeah, uh, I was really liking the quick pace of this one. It started off, uh, the quirky, funky, kind of clean guitar that was in there, really good. The thumping yeah. bass. Um, have, it, having a bit of fun to like end the album is always appreciated. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad this one was here and we weren't left with What's Your Favorite Color. So, something to pick me up at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, really going crazy once again with that shredding 80s solo style again. Uh, but you know what? It's fine. We're at the album, so just... Take it home one more time. Why not? Just just yeah. do it. I'm going to give you this pass. And, like, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this song because, like, I don't know. It, just, it felt like a wrap-up as it was. Yeah. Um, but at the end, uh, the singer there just started doing this, like, the metal-style yelling and screaming, like, over, like, the end of the song. Yeah. It was a really interesting choice to do. I dig it. Uh, might as well all let it out because the ride ends here. So, I mean, and he, yeah. he's got the voice for it. He, he actually pushed it. It sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how often or how well how, I don't know how often he does it. I don't know how well trained he is to do something like that without damaging his vocal cords. But yeah. it was a cool addition and a cool way to end the song and the album. Um, I found that the solo sounded more distorted than I wanted it to, but I just I like being able to hear what he's like what they're doing. Um, I I do find these songs difficult to sort of rate because like. I just want to say the same things where it's just like good solo thumbs up. Yeah. The bass. Yeah. Great. So it's like, I, I do kind of find myself at a lack of things to say sometimes when I do have the same thoughts throughout the whole album. Um, but I do really enjoy fast strumming on higher frets. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what sort of style that is more um, familiar with, but I just, I like that a lot. I would say funk. Yeah. Okay. I I am learning through my life that I like funk a lot. There's a lot of great funk music out there. I'm yeah. telling you that right now. I did put on a Parliament song. And went. I am digging this. Um. And what my last Bootsy no- Collins. My last note was lol. He said VCR. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I must have missed that part. <laughs> yeah, he's like, where, where is my picket fence? Where is my VCR? And sort of, where is my American dream? Where is my American stuff? So, what happens if he says up. like, give me my Betamax player? What if he says oh, that instead? <laughs> I'd sit here scratching my head, going, what the fuck is he talking about? Oh God, we're even too young for that. Oh no, what's happening? Yeah. I know what it is because of my television. Ah yes. You, you hear references to that all the time. My CRT television. <laughs> I'll throw that in real quick, too, because I actually the first time I ever heard of a Betamax player was on The Simpsons, and I didn't get the reference at the time, but I think uh, the snake, the burglar, stole from Flanders' house. He runs out with what he thought was a VCR, but he's like, oh, no, beta. And I didn't know what he <laughs> meant by that, and I was just like, is it like the brand name? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when you get older, you watch it going, oh, that is pretty funny. Yeah, he would be even even in the '90s. He was pissed at getting one of those players. <laughs> that's funny. Fuck you, Flanders. Okay, anyways, that's, yes. that's on that note, we can end the album. Yes. There was an expanded version on other sites, but we're just doing this version here. 
I think there was even a cover song in there, but it doesn't really matter. We're at the end of the album now, so thank you very much for watching and listening to that. Uh, let us know what you thought of the album and everything that we said about it. What do you agree and disagree with about? So like, subscribe, comment, rate, follow, share, all the things. Musical community, you're still being part of it. That's fantastic. Tell your friends, positive or negative, it all works. But hold on, don't hit that stop button just yet because we're not done. We still got two more things to do. You know, rank the songs and rate the record. Record we scratch. Have, yeah, whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> Tim Allen record scratch. <laughs> Whenever when people do that, I'm sorry. My my partner does that fucking perfectly. And he'll just pull it out occasionally, and it just kills me. Like, middle of an argument, do that. And I'm like, okay, that's it. You're forgiven. We're done. That's it. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I love it. That, that is the painkiller right there. As soon as yeah. you take that, you're just like, oh, I feel good now. <laughs> yeah. How can you not laugh? <laughs> anyways, anyways. But yes, now we can go on to ranking the songs. One last step, I mean, the second last step before we can finally end the episode. So mm-hmm. we should get into doing that right now. So above our heads, booms, graphics have changed. Uh, screen is blank, bunch of numbers there waiting for us to put things in the numbers or something, something numbers. I'm Ranking guessing we'll have two matches. I'm uh, going to go low, low looking, today. Looking at my list, yeah. uh, one. One? Crossing right. my fingers for one. All right. All right, so let's start filling in those uh, those voids, huh? So song number 11, I mean, no surprise over here. What's your favorite color? Broken Hearts. See, and I figured, like, th- this song was going to be one that we matched on. We clearly didn't, so nope. now I'm feeling very pessimistic about this. Oh, no. Number 10, Glamour Boys. Middleman. Yeah, I'm feeling extremely pessimistic now. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just rate mine from what I would listen to more than once. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Song number nine, I Want to Know. I Want to Know. Okay, there's the one. Yeah, see? 50% for me. 100% for you. (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking about a couple of songs ahead, maybe. I don't know. So I want to know. Okay, so song number eight, Which Way to America? What's your favorite color? I did like the music. What's your fave? That's okay. Number seven. Yeah, number seven, Broken Hearts. Memories can't wait. Memories. Mm. Hey, no one can wait for memories. Uh, oh. number, number six, Desperate People. Open letter. Open letter to a landlord. Number five, Funny Vibes. Which way to America? Which way? Yeah, I we got one more, and I don't know. I actually don't think we're gonna match on it. Uh, number four, middleman. Glamour boys. Uh, so glamour boy. Okay, number three, open letter to a landlord. Desperate people. Desperado. Ooh. Eagles call that. I almost wrote Desperado. I gotta stop <laughs> saying different words while I'm writing down your answer. Ugh, God damn it. I'm just cross gonna... reference the actual song list and go, yeah, this seems about right. You say desperate people, and I'm just like, calendar needs to be flipped. Wait a minute. I, why did I write calendar? No, wait, what? <laughs> In the editing, I just get pissed at myself. Number two, memories can't wait. Funny vibe. 
Okay, so we did get two. There's absolutely no way that we were picking anything else for number one. Yeah, I can't imagine two. So number one for both of us, cult of personality. Yeah, there was absolutely no way. Because of the way you were talking about other songs, though, I thought, like, cult of personality would be, like, number two for you. Yeah, no. I could listen to that song far, far more than the rest of the album. And I have far, far and every time you listen to the song, do you drop to one knee, scrape your finger on the ground, say, it's clobbering time? No, I go, oh my god, it's CM Punk, I'm so excited. That's exactly what CM Punk does, though. Yeah. <laughs> I am his... not CM Punk. I just fangirl over him. Fair enough, I suppose. But there you go, song rankings. Uh, we got two, uh, so I, I, want, I want to know and Cult of Personality. We actually have two. So there you go, you got your two. Woo! 100%! Never even passed a class with that much. Excellent. I have in college, yeah, anyway. Nice. Humble brag, I guess. But yeah, so we've ranked the songs, and so you know what we do next. We rate the record. So if, you'll, so if you just look the other way for a minute, I have to I have to get changed, so if you just look away for a minute, okay. Ah, oh, there we go, freshly dressed, and uh, th- thank you for giving me a moment, uh, moment of privacy there, but I apologize that I can't speak. But anyways, here it is. This is what I'm dressed up in, the <laughs> record rating screen. Everything is here and accounted for, good to go, and obviously Animals as Leaders from last week snuggled nicely between Cynic's Kindly Event to Free Us and Pearl Jam's 10. So the very first episode and the very last episode of season one, that's where Animals as Leaders went right in between. Nice. Fun, fun little trivia piece for those who haven't followed yet. But anyways, today, Living Color over here in the waiting room, waiting to get on the tier list somewhere with the album Vivid. So, time to rate the record. We each give it scores, obviously, combined, boom, ends up on the list. You know, you know the deal by now. So, I guess I'll go first because you went last week. Yes. So, um, I think I kind of alluded to this earlier how I felt like side A of this album was like side A for a reason and side B was side B for a reason. Yeah. Meaning I, I don't feel side B was the strongest. And honestly, there was a couple songs there that brought down the score a little bit. Yeah. But overall, it ended up smack dab on the nose and even 70%. I hate you so much. For making me look more like a piece of trash than I already am. Mine was 64-54 because I they were just some of them they just hit mid for me. I I I honestly expected like a low B tier from you. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, ex- maybe I expect too much. Yeah, you know what? My parents expect more from me too, and look at what we got. So we got Savannah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what they say too. Reluctantly. Well then, uh, that leaves us. You at sixty four point fifty four. Me with seventy percent. I thought I thought for sure you were gonna get like seventy two. It's a good thing I didn't guess this time around. Yeah. But that gives us a grand total of sixty seven point two seven percent. Sixty seven point two seven. That lays it between Malibu Ken and Roll the Bones. Nope. Yep. Oh, so Rush and Malibu Ken, huh? Yep, Roll the Bones, 67.75, Malibu Ken, 67 even. Move that out of the way. I'll do this all in real time right now. Living Color. Okay. Ooh, teamwork. Right there. Wow, that's, that's a, I gotta say, a lot lower than I was anticipating. Yeah, let's... Uh, yeah. 
Let's not talk about it. <laughs> well, I mean, we just we just spent an hour talking about it, so it's kind of like you know in the history books now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just looking at uh, at the B tier, C tier, and it's definitely starting to look like a. If you if you turn your head sideways, kind of looks like a middle finger. Now, I, I deserve that. I'll take that. Maybe it's it's kind of like your middle finger and uh, ring finger just extended out, but everything else is like pushed back in a little bit, you know. Well, you know what? I'll add more to the B tier, and it'll be fine. Can you do me a favor and add more to the A tier, maybe? Sure. <laughs> it's getting really lonely in like you know the top and bottom here. Like we have a sandwich sans the bread. <laughs> That's uh, in three weeks. We will get an S tier album. We will see. Yep. I have been made aware that it is four weeks, not three. So I am now throwing a mini tantrum. But in four weeks, we will have an S-tier album. I have a feeling in three weeks, you're going to have a very low-tiered album. Because what you just said about that band in particular. But we will see when we get there. Yeah, Maybe your we'll mind see. will be changed. Who knows? I mean, it is definitely an album I've never heard of. Uh, or not heard of, but heard yeah. any of, really. Or knowingly. Um, so who knows? Maybe we will get an A tier. I highly doubt it because I am saving all of my love for the one in four weeks. And if that's the only album you ever A tier in the history of this podcast, I swear to God. But yeah. that's like three weeks from now, anyways, and four weeks for your oh so special album. Today, I think I, I, think I did uh, Mr. Bungle. I think I A tiered that one. You did, yes. And I think you also A tiered uh, Nine Inch Nails, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. High no, you, you might have given them a high sixties, maybe. Uh, you know what? Who's counting? Who keeps track of this stuff? Move on. It's fine. <laughs> uh, excuse me. That is the basis of the whole show. More or less, but so yeah, that's the, the all that's coming up. This was Living Colors Vivid. We yes. finally ranked the songs, rated the record. Ended up a lot lower than I thought it was going to be, but hey, it is there now. Uh, I'm not going to say in cement. Let's just say that it's painted on wood, and wood can always be painted over. Let's just say that much. Uh, probably not going to, but <laughs> never say never about anything. But yes, that was the album. That was the show for today. So thank you very much for tuning in. You've made it this far all the way to the end of it, so you must have liked what we were doing today, so make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, follow wherever it's applicable, obviously, uh, rate, comment, share, anything positive. Musical community, you, Brick, Foundation, Build, Let's, yes. Just Woo! words. <laughs> Just giant word salad. Yeah, we want you to be part of it. We love uh, interacting with you. Lately, we've been interacting with more of you on social media, so that's awesome. Yeah. Keep it coming. We love doing it. I am terrible at responding to things on uh, videos of just me. Um, I do read your comments. I just never respond. And I will probably en masse and it'll be months later. I still read yeah. what you say. I still take it in. I apologize that my working memory is trash. Yeah, so if you ever see a response in a video, chances are it's me. Yeah, and I will put my name on it so you know that I yeah, did it. Yeah, <laughs> like do it specifically so that way it's like, wow, she actually did it. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry, you don't just have to go to the uh, the streaming services to uh, leave us some comments or whatever. You can also go to our social medias, uh, at Rate the Record Podcast, over on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which we're starting to use TikTok a lot more now, doing some uploads of our uh, singles reviews, like shorter versions and stuff like Excellent. that. And uh, I got some ideas to um, 
do more TikToks. So please follow us over there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I hope to see a lot of likes over there. Make us popular. Yay. And also, too, uh, we're on Twitter, rate the, at Rate the Record. And same thing with email if you want to send emails for whatever reason. We still read them. Don't worry about it. So it's oh, yeah. record at gmail.com. And also, I, I, I don't think we've really pushed this too much before, but we do have a request form also down in the description. If you have a request for an album that you want to hear, it's just a Google, uh, Google Doc thing. Just answer a few questions, and boom, we can get the one. And I'll tell you this much. Um, I think it's... Five episodes from now, we have another fan request coming up. So just yes. uh, showing you that we, yes, we do yep. do them. We, I mm-hmm. said do do. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, yeah, we 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 do them. Uh, we love doing them. We just got to fit them into the schedule. You can get yours in too. So get, yes. again, fill out the request form, and hopefully we'll get yours to yours sooner than later. Yeah, I might rate your uh, record an eight. Who knows? Won't know unless you uh, request it. I don't know. What have you requested the other two fan request albums? I mean, I'm guilty too, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not even going to point out which ones they were, but I mean, like, all I can say is, come on. We have playlists come, on YouTube that are like, that tell you which ones are which. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on the albums, but come on. You, I'm not going to aerate those ones. Come on. Okay. Come on. But just before we let you go for the day, evening, month, afternoon, whenever, uh, just before we let you go, we usually like to give you a little hint of what to expect next week. As we do, we just give this like little teaser of the episode to expect next time. It's an album that I'm choosing. And next week, we have a rapper, poet, singer, songwriter, and actor who has collaborated with many artists and even had an album produced by a band that we've previously covered on this show. And that album specifically is next week's pick. Eminem. Probably. You said actor, rapper. That's the first thing I thought. He's definitely not a poet. I don't care how many rhymes he can think of. It just, it it gets ridiculous after a while. Okay, fair enough. I'll keep thinking. Would it, would it uh, be more of a hint if I said slam poet? Maybe some people could pick up on that. I don't know. But anyways, that is next week's show. Do all the guessing you can until then. Uh, Until then, uh, yeah, do your guessing. Uh, have a great week. Go listen to some awesome music. And until then, we will see you next time. So take care, friends. Bye.